Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Monday, March 1st, the 1st of March, which means February's gone, which means winter's basically gone, which means it's spring, which means it's summer. How do you feel about that? It's been getting so nice out. It, like, is a balmy 40 degrees (laughs) these days. You know, when it hits 40 here, people start walking around in shorts. I was out in my shorts just this morning, actually, and people (laughs) were like, you're a real Minnesotan, aren't you? I was like, through and through. For sure. It's so funny because, like, 60 degrees in the... the summer is so cold and 40 degrees is a freaking heat wave in February. Agreed. All right, let's do this thing. You're listening to the Realty Brothers podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. You know what I'm so excited about? What? I was just looking at my calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, in in just a couple more weeks, our podcast is going to land on the Ides of March. Ooh. So you can be sure to get all sorts of Caesar references from me, because oh, I'm a nerd. We're all looking forward <laughs> to that so, so much, man. So much, yes. <laughs> well, say, guess what? I have a mystery guest for us today. Cool. Um, and I'm really excited for this conversation, because it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I, I thought we should, you know, have you guess who it is based on some fun facts, right? This is terrifying. This is how this goes. Um, so mystery guest, hello. Welcome. You can feel free to speak now. Mm, hello. Hello. Uh, I, I thought this was the best fun fact about our, our mystery guest that you won't know. Um, okay. Mystery guest used to go to local bars to arm wrestle and never lost a match. Huh. Okay. Mystery guest, would you like to share okay. more about that? <laughs> hmm. I was 16. Shouldn't have been in the bars, but yeah. my oldest sisters took me with them and I even beat them. <laughs> I just imagine yeah. like some burly bikers with tattoos that say mom across their bicep. <laughs> <laughs> and their 16 year old you arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even weigh a hundred pounds. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Matt, do you know who it is? Is this candy? It is. is. Hold on. (laughs) You got it so fast. Hold on. I know. You were my special guest lined up for a couple weeks from now. Sorry. Yep. He twisted my arm. I poached her. (laughs) Uh, He didn't have to arm wrestle me for it neither. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The other... Uh, We were talking about what fun facts we could talk about. And the other one uh, she was afraid would be too obvious because it was that she did triathlons for like four years. And she's like, well, everybody knows that because of course her kids are big into triathlons. Um, Candy, what has that been like? Uh, Like for you personally having competed and then having your children, I don't know, where the student surpasses the teacher. Is that one of these situations? Yeah, it totally is one of those situations. So I did triathlons pre my youngest, who is 12. And um, I did it for about three to four years prior to him coming along. Mm -hmm. And I would drag my kids to my trainings. I'd drop them off at the Y and say, see you in like three to four hours. Um, And then they also would come to all the triathlons. And then when they got to be about six and four, 
they wanted to try one as well. So let them try it. And then um, <laughs> six and four. Yeah. So you know I, what I was doing at six and four. Oh my gosh. I was getting like still getting the hang of walking. You're yeah. Right. Well, the four year old um, rode a bike quite well, but I was able to like put him in one arm and carry his bike on the other and run through the transition and leaping over people. It, yeah. I oh was gosh. very competitive for them. Yeah. <laughs> but they did very well. And um, I don't know if you want me to talk about yeah, our go for it. life as a triathlon like family. The but... coach or like a momager. Is that, is that yeah, I kind of was. <laughs> yeah. A momager. There you go. So yeah. So my last triathlon I did, um, I, I did, I did well. Um, but I was gaining weight and I thought, what is going on? How am I gaining weight when I do all this training? Yeah. Well, I found out I was pregnant. So <laughs> next summer then I said, well, I guess I'm done doing triathlons because um, I had a baby. And then the other kids started doing more local competitions. Um, so I was the mom triathlon trainer for quite some time. And then as soon as they outran me, outswam me, and outbiked me. I said, oh, I think it's time maybe now to actually just let you go on your own or um, hire coaches. So we actually started, they got really serious in the triathlon. So mm -hmm. we belong to a USAT sanctioned team in Des Moines. Um, and we've done that now wow. for, boy, I don't even know, seven, eight years maybe. Um, so we actually hire swim coaches, running coaches, try our um biking coaches and the nutritionists for them. Um, but I no longer am their coach and now Mark is their manager and signs them up for their races and manages their <laughs> schedule and wow. our schedule of where we need to be and when we need to be um, along with other coaches as well. Wow. That's incredible. I can't yeah, imagine a doing that much work. And I feel like I'm a relatively <laughs> fit dude, but like still out of my league. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've done very well. Um, Carter is that was when he was doing triathlon. So he's a sophomore in college now and wasn't his thing after he got out of high school, but he was ranked 26 in the country um, mm. for the team USA ranking. And he was two time junior of the year for Minnesota nominee and won many, many course Minnesota records. Wow. And then Carson, who is now 17 has a, has had a great year as well like last year he won the junior um minnesota of the year he set four four course records last year and he is ranked 17th in the country which means he gets to compete in the world championship i think it's in bermuda oh my gosh um, yeah so that's wow. really that's that's always been that was carter's goal he never quite got there um he got injured his senior year so he had sure. to bow out and wait so where now. you said that's in bermuda when is that uh, I believe it's in October, November. How, how That's has, where we're going, Michael. We're going to Bermuda. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> how has, this is interesting. I know I'm getting way off track, but how has COVID impacted that throughout the last year? Yeah, have they been able yeah. to have races and competitions? So last year we, we did. Um, the season got started a little bit late. Um, my boys train all year, whether they're in cross country, mm -hmm. track, and right now they're in swimming, and then they bike on their trainers indoors. So the training didn't necessarily affect them except for swimming last year. We couldn't swim outdoors um, with the swim team. So they were forced to swim in our pool with like a strap across their back for resistance. Mm. They did that for quite some time. And then mm. the races got started late. Um, but actually it didn't affect it that much. So there were some of the USAT sanctioned ones that um, they had to take their times like from last year 
and see if they would qualify. I don't know how they really did that, but, um, and then they did not do Worlds last year because it was in Canada last year. Every year it changes where it's located at. Oh my wow. gosh. That yeah. is wild. That's yeah. a whole world I know nothing about. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of falls. So then I also have Corbin, who's 12. Yeah. So he's just coming up in the ranks. Um, but he is just a little spitball. And he actually, like, Mark is a really, you talk about a nerd. Um, <laughs> Mark, like, tracks people's times. Like, he goes way back. And he has all kinds of Excel spreadsheets that he uses and to track the boys' times. And he'll know who's oh going to be gosh. at the races and Carson, you got to beat this race or this guy. And yeah. you got to come out of the water rank here and placing here. And yeah. Um, but Corbin wow. um, is actually a better athlete at age of 12 than those guys were at age 12. So I think that he's, if he keeps with it, um, he'll do very well also. So oh he starts gosh. his first year of draft legal, which draft legal is like the Olympic style of triathlons. Um, mm. So that's what they do. So they ride in packs and, yeah, it's very scary. Oh my gosh. It's very scary. I close my eyes actually. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so since we're on this topic and I'm such a nerd, uh so the triathlon, it has different um I don't know what they're called, distances, categories. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And so then are any of your children going to do the Iron Man? Um Carter, no. He's kind of done with, I, I think he, <laughs> starting at the age of six, I think yeah. he kind of got burnt out sure. and then he got injured. And so he kind of got off. Carson has a goal to do an Ironman before he goes to college. Um, not sure if he'll do it, but he's talking about it, but he's never done a full marathon before. He's done halves, um, but he just, yeah, it's just one of his goals. I don't know if he'll get to that though. We'll wow. see. Wow. Well, yeah. Matt, you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah, I do. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Why? So, are one of you doing one? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know me. <laughs> Matt, I would have guessed it was you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll um, I'll run to my living room sometimes, but uh, that's about it. To watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So uh, we were blessed to be able to hear uh, a presentation by the Iron Cowboy. If you've heard of him, James Lawrence, he broke, I don't know what the first record was oh, yeah, yeah. In, yep. in like 2010. It was some mm -hmm. record for number of Ironmans. But then again, in like 2015-ish, he set out to do 50 Ironmans in 50 consecutive days in 50 different states. And that was oh. just insane. Like I, I, we were, Matt and I were both sitting there listening with our jaws on the table. Like this guy is nuts, but so incredible like just so yeah. impressive uh, you know he's going to sit down with companies to talk about sponsorships and like nike and everyone are turning them down because they're they're just like you're you physically can't do it and we don't want our brand to be associated with a failure right, right? and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like it watching the little snippets of it it looked like it dang near killed the guy but he did it he like oh every single day he would do a triathlon for 50 straight days and then at night you know that he'd be on the bus and they'd drive him to the next state and then he'd wake up do it again and like oh my gosh it was people it wasn't like even a bus it was like a van yeah it was just it like was like a, a minivan you're right it wasn't yeah, luxury like, yeah. they'd basically like lay him down pack some pillows around him and just put oxygen on his face while they're driving to the next state so he can get out and do it again. I'm yeah. like, this guy is going to die. Isn't that yeah. insane? That and, is totally insane. And I remember when we saw him, Matt, that was two years ago. Uh, yeah. I think it was in Palm Springs at the uh, leadership summit. I think. Was it Palm Springs? 
I don't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, you think you're right. So we saw him and I remember like we were in the audience participating and you could ask questions on on the Slido app and get up there and someone asked like, when are you doing it again? Or what's the next feat or whatever? And it was a big joke. It literally was just announced like a couple days ago that he's doing it again. Oh my gosh. And he's up in the ante to a hundred Ironman competitions in a hundred days. Wow. Now that's some deep grit. That's <laughs> absolute. I couldn't even like, and it starts March 1st. It starts today. Uh, could you imagine do every day from now through the first week of June, the entire month of March, April, entire month of May into the first week of June? No. You're going to no. do an Iron Man. No. I would be so depressed and miserable. Like, um, it is really cool. I, I guess there's a Netflix, like a $400,000 Netflix documentary team following him for this journey. It's raising, oh, raising money for um, Operation uh, Underground Railroad, which is to combat sex trafficking. Um, and so it's really cool. I mean, like, it's very impressive. And he's, like, you know, saying he's putting his line, his, 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 or excuse me, he's putting his health and his body on the line yeah. um, for people who have have their bodies put up unwillingly. Um, It's so beautiful, but it's like, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And like, if you almost died, what makes you think I should double it? I should do this again. (laughs) I always say, cause I'm like not the world's fittest person, but I love to do half marathons and I've never gotten done with a half marathon and thought I could be halfway done. I'm usually like, that was enough. I'm happy with this, you know? And so to get done with 50 and to think I'm halfway done, <laughs> that's oh miserable. Or I'm going to go back out tomorrow, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. I, so I've we, run um, a 10K before. All right, Matt. Good job, Matt. Good <laughs> job, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so it's just part of our family. And, um, you know, I've become so busy with real estate that I don't get to go to every triathlon, but Mark does. And, um, you know, it kind of falls into mine and Mark's um, theories in life and, you know, just how we run our own businesses and structure our family is, you know, it's just persistence and it's grit and it's resilience. And you get out there and you give it what you got. And if you ever aren't enjoying it, you step back. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, say, let's take yeah. this opportunity to just brag you up a little bit. Matt, okay. does that sound good? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick, for those yeah. of you who don't know, I was just Googling Iron Man quick because I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, what is Iron Man, right? Um, okay, so here's the description. Um, a billionaire industrialist and genius investor. There you go. Is conducting weapons tests overseas. Oh, wait, this might no. be the wrong Iron Man. <laughs> That's the kind of Iron Man you would do. <sighs> just fight crime. I would do a marathon watching Iron Man movies. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so it's a full marathon, 26.22 miles of running, and then and then a 2.4-mile swim, which, I mean, could, have you sw- have you no. swam across, like, an Olympic-sized pool? That's no. hard. <laughs> 2.4 over over. miles. <laughs> and then, you know, because you're not tired enough running a marathon and swimming for two and a half miles... You then hop on a bicycle and ride for 112 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I want to correct you. The order say, is actually, the right order. Yeah, yeah, the right order is swim and then you bike and then you run. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good. Because I was thinking my legs would be jello, but that that would be fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> In that order, you can do it then, right? <laughs> yeah. Easy. I would want to swim like in the middle because then I could like cool off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then you might drown because you're already exhausted. Yeah, that's right. 
that's, that's true. That's why they do yeah. the swim first. Yeah. 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 I thought I was going to draw my very first um, triathlon I did. I jumped to the start of the finish line. I was with my friends and we had a plan. And all of a sudden this <laughs> hero or he women came out of me and I jumped to the very front and I got trampled on and lost uh, my goggles. I was upside down, didn't know where I was. No. And yeah. And I thought, wow. I'm never going to make this swim. But I thought, nope, my kids are at the finish line. I have to, I have to get out of this water. And yeah. Oh my gosh. The rest was history. Yeah. That's yeah, I think I won my age group that year. I have an equal opportunity to die in any one of these three things. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all the same. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's talk about Candy and how awesome yes. she is. Hey, we haven't even said her last name yet. Candy Dykeman um, from our Mankato office, who is just uh, amazing. Michael, you want to break her up a little bit, or should I just take this one over? Because I've got a lot to say. Um, I guess I'll let you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Candy, you're coming up on... Uh, couple years with couple our years company. Now. I just you know, did. You just last, did. That's yeah, right. last, last week, right before my birthday. Right. Yep. Um, and, uh, and you know, you started off oof, pretty bad, um, but you, you just stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, I, like, your first year, you knocked it out of the park. And, and I think the first thing you said to me was like, sorry, I'll do better next year. I'm like, what are you talking about? You like <laughs> killed it. Your first year with us, you were a centurion agent and you're like, Oh no, I'm going to do better this next year. And then the and second you year did. <laughs> you like became the number one century 21 agent in the whole state of Minnesota centurion level again, obviously. And like bragging you up. And then you're like, yeah, my goal's much higher, you know, this next year. I'm like, <laughs> okay, seriously. I, what? Yeah. You can't be more than number one. Like what you you did well, it. Hey, that's true. That's true. Okay, if we put it that way, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> always so, growing, though. I love it. Right. Yeah. You always so have the, to strive to do better. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the thing that I think is just it it just makes you you, and that's why you're so successful in this industry. Or you know, I'll I'll just say you'll, you'd be successful in any yeah. industry, but I don't want you to explore that. Just stay stay with us, please. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. But is that you you don't focus on your competition to improve yourself you focus on yourself to improve yourself absolutely right yeah. every day i mean it, it I, I i think i've said this on a previous podcast but um i think it was ryan Lochte. you know was we're going back to swimming now okay? yeah and yeah. and and you know they were like oh my gosh why did you why did you lose that race you were supposed to win all of it you were supposed to be like this amazing gold medalist and he said i spent too much time looking over my shoulder at where the competition was at yeah. Right. Because every time you look back, you lose just a, a half a second of stroke. Right. And 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 that's kind of true for you. You know, you don't spend a lot of time looking back to see what others are doing. You're like, yep, full speed ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, have and to. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Especially when you're so far in the lead, you just might as well compete with yourself then. You can't even see other people. <laughs> you know, you know, it can be sometimes a little frustrating when you do something and then somebody else either copies you or does something just a little bit different, but I've really tried to learn to take that as a flattering and just That's find right. that next thing that I can do. And as long as they're always chasing me and I'm not chasing them, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I have seen a lot of that, uh, that copying going on and it's just kind of like setting your mindset of, um, you know, Hey, great. Thanks for, thanks for picking up that thing that I was doing. Cause now that just lets me move on to the next thing that's mm-hmm. going to make me even better. Yeah, and absolutely. then in a few months when you figure it out and you start copying that, I'll be on to the next one. 
exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, yeah. it's a growth mentality. And ultimately, too, I think like we're all here to learn from one another. And sometimes we get to be the student and sometimes we get to be the teacher. And so when you have that opportunity to be the teacher for someone else, even if they are, quote unquote, your competition, it's still in like a roundabout way. It's doing good for the public. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. so it's, it's like, it's, I totally get the annoying thing. And at the same time, like Matt said, it's kind of like, well, you know what? That's flattery. And it frees me up to just explore new options. Cause now I don't have to worry about keeping this thing going and trying to find something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I kind of like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like we teach our kids that, you know, it's the grit, it's the resilience, it's the persistence. And it's the same in me. And which I've tried to teach my kids as well, but you know, we, you know, markets into the numbers with, you know, well, you got to get out of the water in this time. And I'm more of the, you just got to be you and do you and do your best. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. That's beautiful. I, I was going to mention yeah. too, that, um, you know, we have our million dollar club. We have our $5 million club. We have our $10 million club. We right. So like we have these different thresholds. Uh, we created a new one this last year. We had to. Uh, yeah. $25 million club because, uh, you know, Candy just decided to go out and do $26 million in sales volume. So <laughs> insanity. So now that I told our marketing cool. director, I was like, get out. I mean, go find the next size trophy for the $50 million club because I'm sure Candy's coming for that next. Uh, oh my gosh. I was going to say 30 maybe, but <laughs> don't sell yourself short. No, anyway. that's right. That's hey, right. talk about relentlessness though. Like, that's the Century 21 way, and that's definitely your way is what we've noticed is you're always going, you're always helping, you're always finding a new thing. Um, there's, you know, there's agents who are in the game for social reasons, and there's agents who are in the game for a hobby, and there's agents who are in the game to do the dang work, and that's <laughs> what I've noticed about you. Like, you're yeah. always just, like, grinding, doing a great job. Um, you're never, like, worn thin, and maybe you are, but you don't show it. It's amazing. Yeah, you can't be. You just got to keep going. And yeah, yeah. You, you might get knocked down by not getting an offer or getting a listing, you know, but you just got to keep going. Just have the attitude. There's something else out there. And yeah, yes, keep going. And, you know, you're doing all these like just tons of stuff on social media, which I think is great. But you're the, the biggest thing is you're you're creating a conversation on social media. Yeah. Um, and you've, you've got a great, you know, campaign slogan, you know, the, the ask candy thing, yeah. um, you know, just, just ask, right. It doesn't mean that I have all the answers, but I'm your resource to get all the answers. Um, and, uh, and I was watching your, your latest video that you posted at 1130 <laughs> at night. And I was like, yep, she just, that that's when you start to think about going to bed <laughs> because oh, yeah. that's when you're rounding up, you know, all of the things that you have to do to, for your buyers and sellers, uh, after they've all gone to bed and they're sleeping nicely, you're still working uh, for them. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was a little scary for me. I'm like, shoot, do I get up and put makeup back on? What do I do? But I <laughs> promised everybody I'm doing 30 days of questions and I'm like, nope. I'm just going to do it as I am. So right. that was me, but I, I didn't want to let anybody down. And, and, and that actually was kind of an, it's, you know, in today's market, that was a really important question. Like, what do we do? Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Okay. Um, you're okay. We all just know you're, you're great. I want to hear your real Thank estate you. horror story. 
Okay, so my real estate horror story. It was Wait, my first. Matt, you're not gonna let go me push ahead. my oh, button. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm oh. sorry. Oh, okay. Wait, go ahead. Do I sorry, remember sorry. which button it is? No. <laughs> do this every time. <laughs> All right, your real estate horror story. Oh, that was a pretty cool little Thank intro you. there. I Thank love you. It. This is me entering it. the tech age. I'm very, like, <laughs> if you could see me, it's a good thing this isn't on video because I, every time I get it right, like I do that thing where my hands go into my armpits and I'm just like giddy and my shoulders shoot straight up and I'm like, I did a good thing. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> impressed with myself. <laughs> I also love that here we've got a couple of tenors trying to be spooky sounding. Spooky. Real estate horrors. Real estate <laughs> We need like a big, deep bass voiced for this. You anyway, do. sorry. Yeah, totally off yeah. track. Way too much coffee this morning. You need one of those home free boys to join you on that one. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we need to hear, I'm sure you have plenty to share, but what is maybe the horror yeah. storyest horror story of your right. days? So one that really sticks out to me. So as my first year, and I actually told just a little bit of this on one of my Ask Candy um, questions not too long ago, actually. So great lead into that. Um, so it was my first year of doing real estate, and of course, I was super excited to get a buyer. And you know, you, you hear all these horror stories of agents mm-hmm. going missing, or you know, being locked in a closet or in a wall mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really pay too much attention to that, and I just eagerly go out and I'm showing a house. And when I, um, the guy pulls on and he has like I think all his belongings in his car, so I was a little bit like, ooh, I don't know about this, and. Um, so as I'm asking him his typical questions that an agent asks when you first get to know somebody, but he would never make eye contact with me. And I thought, well, this is kind of weird. He was walking around in circles. And anyway, so we went through the house and the house was fine. But then he wanted to see some of the outbuildings. So we go to one of the outbuildings and I had been out to the house. It was my listing and I had been out there and um, the far window was open. And I thought, well, they're not going to be home for a while. I should probably close that window. So I go over to close the window. As I close the window, he either was going to close the door or it closed on itself and it like slammed and it just (laughs) startled me. And I spun around and he goes, what do you think I'm going to do? Kidnap you? And I was like, oh, oh, well, why would you even say that to me? (laughs) But anyway, so then I kind of kept my distance and then we went to other houses and, um, every house I was just like, I was sweating. I had sweat like from my armpits down to my waist. And so we were looking at a house on, it's the house that the old Mankato brewery is on, um, or that road. Mm -hmm. And he kept telling me, he's like, just keep going down this road. Oh, I got to step back. So we went to one (laughs) house and he said, I don't trust my car anymore driving. So can I just jump in with you? And I was like, Oh, I'm like, what do I say? You know, like, newer agent but I I knew better but I didn't want to say no I wanted a sale right so I'm like yeah sure and like but you know what I have to call my office though and let them know that I'm going to another showing so I quick called my husband (laughs) and said Mark a guy's getting in the car with me so just watch me on my phone where I don't know where the next house we're gonna go to is down this one road but I'll be okay. And he, so Mark was like, oh my gosh, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, just just follow me on my phone. You know how you can track on your phone, you know? So right. anyway, so he kept telling me, just go down this road, go down this road. I was sweating so bad thinking, this is it. He's going to take me to this car, this house. He's going to kill me here. I'm never going to see my family again. And so we get to this old house and it was an abandoned old house. And he, we sat in the car for a little bit and he was just talking. And he's like, do you know why I brought you here? 
And he oh paused. Gosh, I'm I uncomfortable. Know, he paused and I'm like, no. <laughs> he goes, well, this is where my grandma used to live. And I would really love to remodel this house someday, but I can't afford it. And he went on and on. Okay. So Ugh. I'm like, okay, phew, so we're not getting out. And he goes, well, so I said, oh, so we're not going to get out and go inside. He goes, oh, well, if you want to. Like no no, I'm good. Anyways, so so then we go back to his car, and then he wanted me to come to his house and have a glass of wine, and what? that's where I drew the line. I'm yeah. like, you know what? No, no. I I said, you know, that's that's very nice of you to invite me for a glass of wine, but no, I'm good. And I said, I I don't I don't do that. So anyways, turns out though, awesome guy. I ended up selling him a house. Um, he. Yeah, he's just super friendly. When I see each other, when we see each other, I give him a hug. Um, yeah. He's come to my house and cut down some trees in our woods, and I've invited him to Moondog Games. So, yeah, I have a great relationship to him. And I actually do tell him the story that I really thought he was going to kill me and bury me someplace <laughs> that no one would ever find me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so terrible that we have to <sighs> have that veil of like just a little bit guarded like what if because that's i mean unfortunately the story has gone the other direction many times for real estate agents and so um i mean it it is a little bit refresh like i feel bad laughing but it is refreshing to like have those other scenarios sometimes where it's like oh wasn't a terrible situation like wasn't a creep just like a genuinely nice person you know um which we were just caught off guard by or had to see the worst in just by instinct, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, a um, what's, you know, he has long hair and, you know, just maybe might've looked like somebody that might have done that to me. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> dressed in a suit coat, you know, but yeah, yeah wow. just my own ideas. But after that, I did some training on, you know, like how I really should be more safe yeah. showing houses and, you know, first one to never get a car or have somebody else drive with me. Mm-hmm. So I not done that. I've done that to older people, but yeah. So oh anyways, yeah. <laughs> that's my horror story. Ooh. All is good now, though. Ooh, you yeah. live to tell the tale. And that's what matters. I live to tell the tale. Yep. Yep. Oh, my wow. gosh. <laughs> he's like riding in your car. He's like, this is a nice car. How how big is the trunk? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I know. Do you, would you say it's like your height or? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe half that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Yuck. Seriously. Let's not say. Um, Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about, oh, this really interesting article I found um, about the cost of buying an existing home or building a new one. So I think it's kind of been generally understood that there's a premium for building new construction, right? And especially lately, I feel like the last number of years, we've been like, oh, lumber prices, oh, building costs, oh, it's so much, like, so expensive, so expensive, so expensive. And every time um, I've heard, like, either I myself or I've heard from friends who are building a home, there's always that, like, talk of, like, oh, that's expensive. Um, Well, fun fact, because of inventory remaining so tight on pre-existing homes, it is now actually cheaper on average to build new. Wow. And that really caught me by surprise. And so obviously like if you're, if you're the buyer, you know, maybe have some self-control, limit yourself on all the custom finishes and add-ons <laughs> that yeah. you can choose because it certainly can be more expensive. Um, but based on uh, who was it? Bankrate.com did an analysis. They said it, 
the median sales price of existing homes was 309800 in December here for 2020. And that same time period on new constructions was 302817 So $7,000 cheaper to get a new one. Wow. You know, we kind of need people to start building some homes. We do. And we do. I mean, yeah. factor in also that if it's a new construction, you don't have to do any renovation right from the get-go. And just because of, you know, advancements in how things are built and in technologies, it's going to be more efficient to maintain. Yeah. And you have all your warranties. You have all those warranties. Yep. So I know that, uh, Candy, you're probably more well-versed than either of us in, in building, <laughs> <laughs> in the building process. Um, but I thought this was really, like, this really struck me this morning when I was perusing, you know, the daily real estate news that yeah. we, I've always just understood that, well, you're going to pay a little bit more for a new construction, but really even without factoring in remodels and without factoring in, uh, warranties and without factoring in the, you know, maintenance costs and HVAC efficiency and all those things, it's already cheaper. Yeah. Actually, I find that very interesting. I was caught off guard. Yeah. I was, me too. A little bit. But I mean that, see the hard part, I think that's the caveat is, uh, having your self-control when it comes to add-ons because man once you see them you're like i need that that's oh yeah it's really hard so my husband prices a house um of course it almost always comes over what in their mind they think yeah. they want for a budget and then you have to go back and say well so mark builds high-end houses so yeah. he's more that eight to three four million and um you know, you go, well, do you really need seven bathrooms or do you think you could get by with maybe like four or five? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, they no, I need those seven, seven bathrooms. Yeah. Obviously. Or, you know, one time it was seven fireplaces. And Mark's like, <laughs> do you really? And Mark doesn't like to spend money, um, but he really actually doesn't like to spend other people's money. Um, well, that's so a good treat. It is. Yep. He tries to treat them like me <laughs> like hey candy <laughs> do we really need seven fireplaces or maybe we could use like one or two you know but it's once you make that choice in your head it's really hard to go backwards mm -hmm. so to speak to kind of get that price down but yeah and it's hard like i find myself getting into the like snowball effect of like well they're already here they're already uh -huh. doing it it's going to be more expensive if i do some now and some later you know i might oh, as very well true just continue every, every little piece. And so yeah, that's where yeah. I get into trouble that and thinking I need, you know, every, every add on feature, like how would I not survive? <laughs> that's right. Actually, this is a fun fact. When I built my um, town home here, uh, the builder was trying to talk me out of the fireplace. He said, none of the townhomes have done the fireplace option. Just so you know. It's, I mean, the, they're, you're efficient. You don't really need it for a heat source. I was like, oh no, yeah, I don't want like a fan on it, but my dog needs a fireplace more than I need anything. <laughs> I will not do that to him. I will never have a home without a fireplace again. That's so Michael, I was drinking water and I almost spit it out. <laughs> it's true. And you can look and he'll be right upstairs by the fireplace that I purposely, like there is no fan to push the air further into the home. I just want it to be nice and warm immediately in front of it. And he will stay there all day, every day and live his best life. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I, I, it's like the least I could do because he was, we flew him here from uh, Arkansas and poor thing has almost no hair. 
it's like a dang hairless rodent. And he didn't sign up for this Minnesota life. <laughs> it's the least I can do, I think. That's, it is the least you could do. Um, you know, I've been talking about, too, like every episode since we started this podcast about like home remodel stuff we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been every week for months and months and months and months and months since we've started this. What episode are we even on? This it's is episode like, 31. Wow. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been going on for quite a while. And it's stressing my wife and I out so much. And, um, and Jenny finally reached out to Candy and was like, what do I do? And yes. Candy's like, hello, please use my husband's company. Yeah. Right. And yeah. in the last two weeks, we've made more progress than in the last several months. Yeah. Uh, just things are coming together now. Things are flying and it's it's so nice oh that's <laughs> they are great so to good. hear he's yeah. Gonna... yeah he's telling the truth because we were just in the car last week driving to the fergus falls office <laughs> and he was telling me all about this and he said honestly and, and it's true every episode we talk about matt's home and even yeah. before the podcast started it was like oh i'm trying to get this project done <laughs> yeah. we're getting bids on this it never ends and then we yeah. were driving to fergus falls and he's like i literally finally you know contracted with uh dykeman construction and Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, look at these photos. This is already done. This is already in the works. This is going yeah. moving along. They have these going. Like, they moved my furniture <laughs> so that they oh, could get started. Awesome. So that's big kudos. And and yeah. honestly, that side of the family is very hard to please. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Jenny had something on Facebook and I was going to reach out again and just say, hey, because I I have my own real estate world. <laughs> Mark yeah. and I live in the same house, but we don't always communicate as to what's going yeah. on in his world and my world. So I was going to reach out to Jenny and just say, did you ever connect with Jonathan and how's it going? Or do you need oh, my yeah. help on anything else? So glad to hear that. Yes. Matt. Yes. It's yeah. He's, he's been awesome. And uh, the, the rest of the crew have been amazing. I was telling Michael too, the, um, uh, you know, we're, we're pushing all of our furniture, like our entire kitchen and living room and, office and everything was all packed into our living room right oh just my, everything yeah. packed in there you couldn't sit anywhere it's all just packed in um couldn't even see the floor and uh so the, the guy from dykeman construction comes over and he's like where do you want me to go next i was like um just you know the the tile off the foyer because we're not ready because they're still working on this thing over here so just you know if you can do that i come home and that's done and all the living room flooring is up Oh. And I'm like, I called Jonathan right away. I was like, how did he even do that? Like there's there's five rooms of stuff all just piled in there. He's like, yeah, he just moves everything a little bit and cuts that carpet out, then moves it over a little bit over here and cuts that. I was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have done that in a million years. That's so awesome. they just, yeah, they're amazing. Um, really, 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 really so happy. And and now according to Michael and bankrate.com, it's going to be cheaper for your husband to build me my next house than to just go find something. So <laughs> but don't forget my house is still on the market, Matt. So you oh, know. I love your house. And you know, if I get six or seven other families to go in with me, I will definitely buy it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll find you those families. Okay. Your mistake I also, is Letting I, him I, use the pool for free all the time. I know. He doesn't have a reason to buy, to buy it. it. That is <laughs> right. kind of true, but we love it when he does. So it's awesome. You should have just been charging a small surcharge to use the pool. And then and then eventually just told, tell my wife, hey, by the way, you've already made a down payment on this house with how many times oh you've used my pool. Gosh, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> right? Well, we'll start that this year. You're right. Um, I'm just I, kidding. I also love the seven bathrooms thing because it's like, who... 
maybe I'm just not in the right mind frame, but we have three on our main floor. I'm like, this is too many. And There's who wants so to many. clean them? Right. And I'm like, I don't want to go more than 20 steps without somewhere to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's anyway, true. whatever. Sometimes you can't go more than 20 steps. So That's true. You know, <laughs> I need options here. But that was a true story. That was a house Mark built a couple of years ago. They had That's seven crazy. bathrooms going in it. Yeah. Wow. And, the, and the fireplaces. I think it was either five or seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, different world than what we live in. No kidding. Um, well, hey, we're on this uh, whole thing on the Brilliant Basics, uh, mm-hmm. which was put out by Century 21 to talk about not just all the things we normally talk about, right? Like the arms race of technology and how advanced we are and everything. But what do Century 21 agents possess that are just intrinsic and internal <coughs> that that still set us apart from the competition is it sounds like every real estate company is like we have the latest technology we're doing this we're you know we have the best website or the best crm or whatever and it's like century 21 has amazing amazing world-class tools too but we it's it's how we act and who we are that really sets us apart Mm -hmm. right so each week we've been going through these um and uh and and talking to agents about you know, how they feel about them and, and what, you know, what ways that they, you know, deliver this amazing experience to their, to their clients and customers. So we're on week number four, which is I actively listen. I really do. Um, it says, I ask questions, actively listen, then interpret client needs. To create a memorable experience, I understand my client's specific needs, identify their preferred communication style, and then tailor the process to deliver the extraordinary. So um, we've got three tips from affiliated agents. Uh, do you want me to read those f- to you first, or do you want to give your tip first? Are you talking to me, Matt? I am, That's yeah. I don't yeah. care what Michael okay. has to say. Okay, <laughs> Well, I can. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I can tell you what I do. All right, yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so my very first meeting is, well, first of all, yes, everyone knows my tagline is Ask Candy, but I also think it's super important for me to ask my clients as well. Um, So my first meeting that whether I am meeting um, a buyer or a a seller is I have a list of several questions that I ask them um, because I want to get to know them. It's not always about just buying the house or selling the house, but it's about the experience and I want it to be a great experience for them. But if I don't know anything about them, it's hard to make it a great experience. If I don't know how they want to communicate, um, you know, if they are, if they want all of my facts right away, if they just want a quick overview or if they don't even care, just sign on the dotted line. I need to know the personalities of that. Um, So if you have a two minute conversation, it's really hard to read somebody in that two minutes. But if you sit and ask them, you know, two pages worth of questions, you're going to get to know them pretty well. So I start by um, doing just a buyer or seller consultation. And then in that, I ask them, how do you want me to communicate? Do you want a text? Do you want a phone? Do you want an email? And also an important question is how often do you want that to happen? Do you want Mm. me to call or text you every day? I hope that answer is always no. Um, (laughs) And generally they say, well, no, not necessary. Um, But generally most people want to do a weekly. So then I say we can have a phone conversation. We can do a Zoom call, a text call, email, whatever you would like. And we set up that way of communication. And if they say it's, you know, I want it every Friday between three and five, I make sure that happens. I don't want to let anybody down. If for some reason I can't, um, 
then I'll send them a quick text and say, hey, I'm running behind on a showing or an appointment or something. But, um, you know, just that communication and how you're going to do it is so important. Um, and they think it's very helpful. And I tell them, I said, it might be a conversation saying you had zero activity on your house this week or, um, and this is what I do with sellers and buyers. We don't check in weekly necessarily. Um, but sellers, you know, you had zero activity on your houses or your house this week, or here's all the activity we had. Here's the feedback. What do we want to do about the feedback? Your house hasn't sold. It hasn't under contract. So we just kind of come up with a game plan once a week um, and talk about that. And then also that. from like from all the questions that I ask, I learn, you know, I try to really pick up on, um, you know, maybe something we have in common. You know, if you really think about it and listen really close to people, you'll find something you have in common with them. So I'll either share stories or if they, you know, you know, say they like to drink wine and I just know they had a week of, you know, 20 showings, maybe I'll drop off a bottle of wine and try to make some good experiences for them. I have one client that I showed his house um, for a listing and the whole garage was all M&Ms, like any M&M thing you could find from <laughs> way, way, way back when M&Ms I think were first developed. And um, so when I went for another, a second meeting, what do you think I brought him? M&Ms, yes. right? Skittles. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. Matt wrong, has wrong, never wrong. been good at context clues. <laughs> <laughs> so I just really try to listen and pick up on things. Um, if I have a client that's super stressed out, I'll send her a gift card to go to Livaveda for a spa or something. So I think you just really have to um, listen. Just step back, you know, stop talking and listen. Absolutely. I. I love that too. And I'm trying to, I've been racking my brain trying to remember this, this stat that I heard once, but, um, it talks about people who, um, if, if you spend less time talking about yourself and more time talking about them, they walk away from the feeling, uh, walk away from the meeting feeling they know more about you. Oh yeah. Right. Even though yeah. you didn't really talk a lot. And I think one thing agents are terrible at is they sit at the table and immediately go into salesperson mode about why I'm the best, why you should work for me, blah, 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 and never even talk to their the people they're sitting across the table to. They talk at right. them, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, you know, starting off with, you know, I want to know about you. How can you properly serve somebody if all you talked about was yourself? Exactly. You yeah. know? So yeah. I love that you you brought that up. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, and, you know, the it, it kind of goes just right along with your whole ask candy campaign because uh, you're telling people to ask you and then you're going to listen to what they're asking. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you're not exactly. just like, you know, call me so I can tell you, like, ask me, ask me and I will find that answer for you. And I'll, I'll, you know, sometimes the answer is just, you know, to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you learn a lot from people when you listen. So I do um, some real estate coaching, and you know we talk a lot about the DIS profile. Um, it's a personality profile, and it's really hard to serve somebody if you don't know their personality. Like, where do they fall in that DIS profile? Mm -hmm. um, what type of person are they? Like I said earlier, do they want all the facts, or are they like, I could care less about the numbers. Just, just tell me where I got to sign. Um, you know, it gets interesting when you have a husband and wife or one wants all the information and the other one just wants you to scan it over. Well, often I find the one that 
just, you know, doesn't want all the information, but the wife does or vice versa. And that one's picking up his phone or he's looking around. <laughs> so it's, you know, kind of important to learn who you're talking to. And you can only do that by listening to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's some tips from some other agents. And I feel like you're like, I might as well just add you right onto this because you gave such a perfect response. So good job doing your homework before this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so tips from uh, Century 21 agents. Selling isn't telling. So stop talking about yourself and your results. Ask uh. questions and find out what your client truly wants and needs. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunately, what gives salespeople kind of a bad name, right? Yeah. And, you, you know, you go to... Um, I, I don't mean to throw any salespeople under the bus here, but you go to like a common one is, you know, retail or, or like uh, auto sales. And it's like immediately telling you all about that car instead of going, wait, is this even what you want? Is this what you need? Is this what, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, sorry. Um, head nods, maintain, maintaining solid eye contact and waiting until they're done speaking to comment. Don't interrupt. Uh, makes clients feel like you're hearing what they have to say. Uh, our dad often, you know, told us that if you interrupt somebody, it's telling them that what you have to say is more important than what they have to say. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no interrupting at our dinner table. I mean, there was barely any speaking at our dinner table. <laughs> it's very grandma. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say too quiet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, and then the last one was get to know your client, take the time to learn who they are, then be proactive and find their dream home. Um, you know, one thing you mentioned too was, uh, you know, I, for for sellers, it might be, you know, that weekly schedule for buyers, maybe not. And I was like, you know, actually, as of like right now, it's not always the case. Usually it's the other way around. But as of right now, I feel like we have to communicate with buyers hourly. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, that is true. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, you didn't get that. So we're moving on to the next house you're willing to make an offer for. Like mm -hmm. every, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody and they made, they've made eight offers on homes, every one of them over asking price and have lost every one of them. That's, oh well, you weren't talking to me, but that was me. I wrote my ninth offer last oh. night for a client and she's getting very frustrated, but yeah. Yeah. That's the way we're, market goes. Yeah, one of the things we were talking about too is, um, you know, somebody saying it's so hard because my my client has a home to sell, and as soon as they that that seller sees contingent on home sale, you know that while that has always been the norm, right now people are like, well, there's all these other ones that are cash, not no contingency, right. so I'm going with that one, and so it's almost like not to put your client in a huge risky position, <laughs> but like learn your client's current home, right? What's your current home? Oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, three bedroom, three bath, uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's gonna sell in one day. Yeah. Oh, hours. Right. It's gonna sell in hours. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So maybe go ahead and just get your home on the market. Now we're actually seeing contingencies the other way. Right. Uh, the seller is accepting a purchase agreement with the contingency that they find the next place to go. Yeah, that reverse you know, contingency. A reverse yep. contingency. I've, it, I've never even heard about that in my life, and yet it's like so prevalent right now. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty crazy. That is. Yeah. yeah. You know, back so, to you, yeah. you making a comment about, um, you know, when you first meet somebody, don't you don't have to tell them all about you. Um, you want to learn about them, and you really don't have to tell them about you because they've already done their research on you. you yeah, know? that's true. <laughs> um, you know, like, 
I don't yeah. have to tell them who I am because they see my billboards, they see my marketing, um, yes. they see all my Facebook stuff. So it's like, yeah. I, I rarely actually, if they ask me, you know, why should we hire you? That's a different conversation, but I don't need to tell them right out the gate about me because I'm in their house because they've already done yeah. their research. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. So I spend that's my a, time that's such listening a great to them point. instead. Yeah. Yeah. Th yeah. This is why you've been invited to the table. You know, it's rang their oh, doorbell well, and you're like, you. can I tell you about real estate? You yeah. know, right? Um, right? Well, that's probably yeah, also that's affecting point. your success rate with securing those contracts, right? When you're going yeah. into things and, and seeing, well, like, look, I'm already here for a reason rather than, oh, I hope that they like what I have to say. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. To be honest. I, I think it is. Yeah. Well, and I've kind of really I, just I discovered this. that probably last year. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That that's, I mean, it's, I love this topic so much because it's something that people just don't do enough of. And I've got quotes for days on listening, right? Um, people don't listen to understand. They listen to respond, right? Is one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. um, I like it. You know, and, and, but I, I did find a quote, our motivation for the week, um, that has to do with talking. Ooh. Um, and it's from Bernard Barrick. Ah, Bernard. Oh, Bernard. Good old Bernard. Uh, but he says, uh, most of the successful people I've known are the ones who do more listening than talking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was a, a great one because we all know those people who can talk and talk and talk. By the way, thank you for joining our podcast where we um, talk, <laughs> talk about and ourselves. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but, you know, we, we all know those people. And, and you also, you know, know that sometimes when your phone rings and you see that person, you're like, oh, I can't answer this or I'm going to be on the phone for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's true. Um, That's true. But think about yeah. like when you go into a doctor's office, I have a couple of doctors where they just sit there and they look at you while you're talking and they nod their head mm -hmm. and it's quiet and you're like, oh, this is awkward. They're not saying anything, but they're listening. Right. They're right. trying to figure mm -hmm. out how can they help you and right. they're processing everything that you're saying. So if you kind of yeah. put that into perspective of, you know, as a realtor, when you're going to someone's house, just listen to them and you'll <laughs> learn and you'll learn how that... you can help them. Yes, there's also those people who um, are quiet and nodding their head, but you can just tell that they're thinking about what they're going to say next. Ugh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true too. <laughs> so anyway, you know, you, you could tell when somebody's really listening and really genuinely interested because they're asking follow-up questions, they're um, asking for clarity on maybe something you said, well, wait, did you mean this or that? Oh, okay, cool. You know, that those type of things that really make you feel like they're seeking to understand. And I, yeah. I think that's something you are so great at. So... Thank Good you. job. Big kudos. Thank Obviously, you. your numbers show it, but we don't spend a lot of time talking about numbers. We just talk about, you know, aligning with really great people who we just love and adore. So thank you for being part of our Relentless team and for joining us on our super awesome podcast. Well, thank you for having me on your team and on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shucks. I knew this was going to be a fun one. Um, yes. And wait, something I noticed relatively early on is that we never talked about our not sponsored for the week. And oh, I was, yeah. I was oh really gosh. excited about that. So Candy, <laughs> I didn't talk to you about this, but uh, we love to talk about what is not sponsoring us because unfortunately we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say, but, I don't know about this one. <laughs> but we really should. 
And so we developed our own segment called Not Sponsored, which is where we're just going to go over the things that are, I'm just so hardcore supporting this week, or I'm just so obsessed with, uh, like, that they really should be paying me for this. Um, Yes. So for example, uh, I, this week, uh, at least for me, the podcast is not sponsored by Big Watt Coffee. Um, I bought a bag of coffee beans and then promptly realized it was whole bean and not ground. And I don't have a grinder and it was a whole debacle to try to get them ground by someone else and whatever. I ended up trying them. It's amazing. It's brewed right here in Minneapolis or, or what do they call it? Roasted, roasted right here in Minneapolis. Um, and I happen to have baked some nice like blueberry and lemon zest scones the other day. And I had my big watt coffee and I was like, this is literally heaven. <laughs> so every day for the rest of my life, I just need to start with a big watt coffee and a scone. I like, I'm usually not that picky and I'm like, yeah, whatever kind of coffee grounds I have. And now I'm like, that is what I will have every day. Wow. No matter what. Yeah. Got- I'm not a coffee drinker, so that's that's great that you find that much joy in that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Even just the smell of coffee is enough to put me in a good mood. <laughs> I mean, we've had a few podcasts where the sponsor is like Starbucks, uh, Starbucks, yeah. or Quick Trips, Karuba, or yeah, we've we've had a we've had a few coffee related sponsors or not sponsors that could be sponsors that should be sponsors. <laughs> should yeah, be, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> well, mine not sponsored by for mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, that I hope someday hears our podcast and says, you know, I should sponsor them because they're amazing. And gosh, what a great, uh, what a great thing they're doing out here with the Realty Brothers. Um, but right now they're just kind of sponsoring my life. Um, I don't know what the odds are that they'll ever hear this podcast, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, but but really sponsoring my life and really making my life just so much better lately is Dykeman Construction. Ayo. And, uh, oh. There it is. With the plug. You stole mine. <laughs> well, Michael stole my guest, so. That's right. Uh, anyway, but, but no, I, I mean, honestly, go. truthfully, it's been, my countertops are coming in next week. Um uh, I mean, it's just like it, everything is finally just coming together. And it's because I just decided to work with people who do this professionally. It's kind of like, you know, selling your home for sale by owner. What a nightmare. Work with a oh. realtor. And yet here I was trying to work on my house. I'm like, wait a minute. There's people who actually do this for a living. Yeah. <laughs> and it has made my life so much better. Um, Matt, so, this yeah. is a true story. I was telling Mark about it, about mine and Jenny's conversation. And I said, this is so funny because, you know, Matt would never... Well, you would sell your own house because you're a realtor, right? Right. But, um, or maybe you would have another agent. But I, I would actually. I yeah. Somebody else. Yeah. Would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's the same concept. And I'm right. like, he knows us. Like, they should just have called us to be to have. I know. In the beginning, so we could be helpful, and they wouldn't be going through all the stresses and Jenny almost crying. So, but yeah. I have to ask you, what kind of countertop did you go with? Cambria. Cambria. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Who was of my sponsor? Course. I think last week. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're they're amazing too. Um, yeah. You'll be happy. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> good, good. Great. For sure. Uh, well, do you have a sponsor to ship today, Candy? Oh, let's see I'm here. totally putting you on the spot. Yeah, also, no, we didn't okay. even mention you're not suffering in Minnesota like the rest of us. No. So maybe your sponsor's related that, to yeah. that. Yeah. So, well, no, not really. So, <laughs> well, when we were talking about the housing industry, I'm yeah. actually in Arizona at a building, a builder's meeting. Mm. So... Dykeman Construction belongs to a national um, organization that they get together twice a year. 
and we go various places and we learn that industry and then we kind of bring back our knowledge to Mankato. So um, today we're going to be um, touring houses that are <laughs> well outside the Mankato market. They are in that three to, I don't even know, eight to seven million dollar houses. Wow. Um, so we kind of pick out some great ideas from there. Mm. So that is kind of fun. But yes, I'm in nice, sunny Arizona right now. But I, let's see, my sponsor probably could be how I start my day. And I start my day with a um, 5 a.m. marketing call um, or motivational call. Sorry, 5 a.m. motivational call. So, and it's literally called 5 a.m. So maybe they should be our sponsor. Not maybe, maybe you guys don't Where want do you 5 a.m. But what? Is um, it online yeah. or is it a podcast or is it like a radio or? It is um, literally, um, I, it's a telephone number that I got, um, I Googled it, um, but it's called the 5 a.m., but it's through Tom Ferry Coaching, and that's who I do my coaching with. Um, but yeah, it's just realtors in the central time zone. We are all on a call, whoever wants to join at 5 a.m., so when I'm in Arizona, it's really 4 a.m., um, oh, no. but I don't miss it. I don't miss it. So, I mean, I, I make sure I'm on that call and it's literally five minutes of motivation. It's just one realtor telling a story and then everybody kind of takes turn with their motivational story. I 5 a.m. Call.com. I just found it. There you go. Yeah. So when I Googled that though, I couldn't find a central one. I found a Pacific and I found it Eastern. And of course I wanted mine today to start at 5 a.m. Cause I get up at four 30. Right. Um, but As then, one does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet, doing hey. your video the other night at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Yeah, I was up today though. Yeah, no. I I was up today for that really five a.m. call, but Ugh. it was four o'clock in the morning. Uh, oh but anyway, gosh. so I just put a request out on um, the Tom Ferry site for is there a central five a.m. call? And I had all kinds of people let me know what the number was. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they could be my. That's sponsor. amazing. All right, I'm gonna look into yeah. that. Uh, although I can't stay up till eleven and get up at four thirty, I'll be the meanest version of myself. Yeah, yeah, all day. Candy doesn't yeah. sleep though; she just naps. She doesn't have a mean version of herself. I feel like. Yeah, and well, that's just yeah. not fair. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my husband or kids might. Yeah, you know, differ right now. In their but, eyes. Yeah, yeah oh exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't you. require a lot of sleep though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us for today's conversation. Um, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah. super fun. A big blast. Uh, and for everybody listening, I guess we're going to focus on our listening skills, right? Yeah. That's the that's the takeaway from this week. We're uh, just as we go through every day. Maybe stop yourself. That's like something I like to. I used to do a lot. Um, <laughs> right before I'm about to respond, I would just stop and be like, "What if I didn't?" Um, and just yeah. kind of see what happens. Like maybe the person has something else to offer, or maybe the conversation's going to go in a direction you didn't anticipate. Um, um, but it can be really cool. A lot of great things come only from unknowns and, and you know, unexpected. So uh, with that in mind, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, as always, send us a message. You can email us at contact at therealtybros.com. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can send us a DM on there. Um, or there's always this handy-dandy link at the bottom here where you just click and leave a voice message, ask us any questions, ask Candy any questions. We'll forward the message along for you. Yeah. Um, and we'll just make it a great week and see you all next time. Thanks, Candy. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. It was a good run back from the gym back to my hotel room to get on the call. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers podcast. 
If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to The Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And, of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below, message us on your favorite social media platform, or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com. 